Hello, my name is Eduardo Soto, straight from Sao Paulo countryside in Brazil, and this content that you are about to check is sponsored by VPFI Forever, the English platform. Access it. Hey, I'm Clayton Davis. I've just arrived from the Dean with a message for you. Do you see this? Uh-huh. What's I written do. here? What's written here? Is bibamais agua. Yes. Do you know what means in English, right? Uh, drink more water. Yeah, so do it. Let's. Oh, you didn't wait for me until I said, let's make a toast and the mm. ching, ching. Oh, come on. Ching, ching. You know? Yeah. Delicious, yep. right? But I, yep. I don't trust that it's just water inside your bottle. It is. I promise. Okay. Because if it were anything else, like it would mess around with the metal and I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. All right. So, man, you called me. I wasn't the dean. You said, whoa, I have something cool to talk to you. Come over here right now. And then I came. What was the big deal? Just let me know, please. Well, I went to a workshop a few days ago uh, with the school district that I work in, the world language department. They're trying to build the program. And so they brought someone to talk about, you know, ways to teach language. And I wanted to share it with you. Oh, cool. I feel awesome to know about that right now. Pretty cool. Thank you for, you were willing to share your experience with me right now. Yeah? Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So please bring it on. Well, the main point of the presentation and what we practiced doing was adding like more what's called comprehensible input to lessons. Huh. Do you know what I mean by comprehensible input? Well, with comprehensible input, it comes to me a way of practicing the language, maybe, or acquiring new words, maybe. Yeah, a lot of it basically has to do with, especially at lower levels, so for like your first classes or something like that, like really focusing on providing the learner with a lot of input in the target language. In other words, like exposing them to the language itself. Awesome. I already loved the idea. Like, even if the student is a total beginner, we need to expose them to a specific thing or anything in English. What's the point of that? Uh, the idea is to try to focus on things that are more common. Okay. Yeah, the, the most common things. So like has or gives or is or wants, can, stuff that's like really, really frequent in the language that you're learning. Hmm. I, it makes me think about the thing. Once I was trying to create a, a list, a big list, a word list with the top 100 words that people tend to use more in the language. Maybe it would be a good start, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you can do other things, but the idea is to get your learner going with frequent stuff so that they can start building that confidence and acquiring those new words as soon as possible. Okay. And so, yeah. And so we, we, the magical thing about it is, sorry, I'm kind of going around with my thoughts, but the magical thing about it is you can use the same, um, I don't know, format, but it's really easy to change it based on the level of your students. 
that you can use the same, for example, video and talk about it and uh, bring up the level with other students by using, you know, more complex vocabulary or keeping it really simple for your, you know, level one student. Ooh, it's good because, for example, in my case here at VPFI, we have beginner, we have intermediate students, we have advanced students. So I could use the same input uh, working in different ways with the same material, right? You could use the same material, but you'd be giving different input based on your learnings. Okay. Well, let, me try to, huh. let me try to give you an example. Okay, so I'm going to see if I can find the thing. Uh, the video that I used. And by the way, it was the same video that was used in our workshop. Let me find it. I can feel, I have already prepared an activity like that. And it was a video. And then I asked questions after the video. And for beginners, one, I asked the, like simple questions, the intermediate, I asked the different questions and, you know, Right, but you don't always like wait until the video ends. They, so what I'm about to share with you on the little chat, if I can open the thing up, like this little video here, there's no words or anything on it, but you use that in order to make a story. That's one of the techniques that you can use. Mm -hmm. So like the whole video is a minute and a half, but meanwhile, like I milked that thing for you know a 50 minute class with my kids. Okay. So like you'll play part of it and then you'll stop and then be like, oh, here is a friend. What is his name? And then they'll give you names and you you know, you go with one of them, like, okay, say hello to Billy or whatever. Uh -huh. And then you go to the next one and then you'll make a statement like Billy is looking at Google. Okay. And then you may ask that, are you watching, are you looking at the link at all? Did you open it? I'm sorry. I assumed you did. I am. Yeah, sure. I am with it open here already. Okay. So then you could, so like you see he's click clacking away at, something on Google and you're like, oh, Billy is looking at Google. Uh -huh. Everyone's like, wow. And then, you know, you could ask, like, is Billy looking at Google? And then you'll say yes. And then if you want to, you can ask something else like, okay, is Billy looking at Yahoo or is he looking at Google? That way, you know, they keep getting that repetition of is looking at in uh -huh. order to mean like this thing. I feel so you. Yeah, so you make sure they understand the word and then you just keep repeating it in different ways. Okay. Wow. It brought me so many cool ideas. I mean, imagine that if on a Wednesday night class, we share this video and then we start asking these simple questions to the students, like confirming the situation, like, is this guy doing this or he's doing that? It's a way of working with that too, yeah? Yes, indeed. And then they, you build on what your students say because then you can ask okay so what is he looking for uh-huh and then you know you get different things and if you've got a whiteboard then you can you know write down okay he's looking for someone says i don't know a pet and you're like okay pet um of course i don't know that word in portuguese is it mascota uh, in portuguese we call animal de estimação animal de, animal de estimação i know uh, so maybe he's looking for water. Okay, then you write down water and then equals agua. And you uh -huh. don't, they, they, you still 
use the fact that your learners have another language, but you try to avoid using, you use the first language to help establish meaning, and then you give as much repetition as you can on the second language, or the I target see. language, excuse me. Wow, interesting. This comprehensible input has no relation to the traditional drills. I don't know, I'm not sure if you know about that, but I love to practice with my students, especially with drills. For example, let's imagine that we are having a class here. It's an English class and you, are, you speak Portuguese fluently right now. Or better, let's make the inversion. The way I would like to teach you how to speak Portuguese. I am going to say a sentence in English. You have to convert this to Portuguese, okay? Mm -hmm. So, take a look. I like to drink milk in the morning. Gosto muito de beber leite amanhã. Amanhã or de manhã? De manhã. Ok, eu gosto de beber leite de manhã, ok? Now, right. you need to make a drill. The drill in my mind is like café. Repeat the sentence in Portuguese, but instead of using milk, you need to use the word café. So you say, gosto de tomar café de manhã. Suco de laranja. Gosto de tomar suco Ai, como é isso? What is it like? <laughs> suco de laranja. Suco de laranja. Do you know what is suco de oh, laranja? Oh, okay. So part of the problem is, is I don't know what the hell that is. Oh. So uh, it took me a minute. It took me a minute to like realize what that was. Uh, suco de laranja in Spanish is jugo de naranja. Yeah, jugo de naranja. Like, and in English, you... orange juice, orange right? Juice. Yeah. Right. So you can you can do that. I mean, the I guess the overall goal is trying to provide like more input with your with your students. Like drills also have their place in building repetition and building like structure in right, building that structural fluency. Mm -hmm. So uh Again, that's another thing that you would want to level for your kids. So, like, then you could easily tie in, like, one of your drill things. Like, okay, Billy is searching for X in Google. Billy is searching for Y in Google. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe after that, it's like, all right, you know, turn to a neighbor and do something else. Or maybe just take a break for a second and then move on with your story. Because if you keep doing the exact same thing and folks get bored. <laughs> I say, yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I met because in my material, it's 95% uh, supported by drills. All the practice in the grammar, in the structure, in the new vocabulary, we did and practice through drills, through drills, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, bringing this comprehensible input style that you just presented me, it's something that can generate more, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know, a different way of practicing vocabulary acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. And what's really nice, it, what I think it's most useful for, especially at the lower levels, is getting your students to realize, oh, I can do this. I am capable of understanding another you know, language or another way of speaking. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the, the point is way better than what I thought. Not only acquire vocabulary, but to show them they are really capable to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Awesome. Let me make a test of light here. Let me try to turn off the less light here. Wait up.
So this one is the first, this one is the back. Did it change anything? I don't know. It still looks kind of the same to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to leave it like that then. <laughs> yeah. 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 And some people will consume this as a podcast, so they won't be able to see this light, this new light pattern, you know? No. And even with video, I can't tell. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Did you know that people are consuming, are consuming more our podcast than our video recordings? Really? But you know, that's actually, I think that's maybe normal because if you do it well, if you want something that's kind of a hybrid, then I think that's actually a good thing because then it means that you're making something that people can listen either way. Because I listen to a podcast on my way to work sometimes and like I'm driving and I've driven that route so many times until uh -huh. like I could just about do it with my eyes closed. So yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I prefer my case, personal information, all right? I like to consume more podcasts than videos, especially the ones that people are just talking. If they are not going to interact to show something on the screen or things like that, I see no reason why I should see the people talking, you know? I just want to yeah. consume. I just want to have the information they are going to be talking about, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense to me. But ma'am? I am in love with this idea of the comprehensible input. I just don't see it how I am going to put it inside my material right now. But be sure that I am going to think about something. Imagine if we have a class. Man, tonight, that, tonight we should do something like that. We should do something maybe. like that. I've seen the thing with our workshop is we... Uh, did stuff that was focused on the like, in-person class. So I don't know. It would just take a little bit of thought to think about the best way to do it virtually. Yeah. Especially and there's like a lot of... One, yeah, especially with like we have uh, 10 to 15 students online with us on Wednesday night, right? Yeah, like 10 is actually a really great number because then it's easier to include everyone. Uh -huh. um, huh what would be nice would be if I could go, but there's a lot of different ways you can do. Like I taught the Spanish phrase me gusta uh -huh. by I made my kids, they had to draw three things that they like on a bit of paper. And then we sat in a circle and uh, you know, I would, we just kind of generate a story like, Oh, Timmy likes coffee. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's cool. Isn't it? Uh, and then, you know, with an upper level class, you could ask, like, do you like black coffee? Do you like coffee with milk or whatever? And with your lower ones, you just move on, like, does he like coffee or does he like tea? Oh, he likes coffee. Timmy likes coffee. And then you go to somebody else. And then once you do someone else, you could say, um, who likes coffee? And then they got to go back to, oh, Timmy. Uh-huh. I feel you. Yeah, it's the practice that it can be considered basic, but the student at least needs to pay attention to participate on it, right? Right. And like I said, with your upper level, then you know, someone maybe likes black coffee and then somebody else likes coffee with milk. And so then later, like, oh, wait, who likes coffee with milk? Oh, not Timmy. It's uh, Jane that likes coffee with milk. So you make them pay attention to more things at once, once their level improves. Yeah, yeah. Ah, tonight, it, 
changing the topic a lot now. Uh, yeah, tonight, we, I have already planned to talk to you and Emily about the experience you guys had uh, about bad weather living in the USA. Because, I mean, she, she was born there in Colorado. You were born in Florida, right? That's right. Yeah, so I guess you guys have something good to share with us because here in Brazil, we don't have this amount of natural disasters or stuff like that, you know? Huh, so that'll be that'll be good. That'll be that'll be good where you can hear about, you know, be glad you don't have to deal with this. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's gonna be shocking, man. Imagine our Brazilian students thinking, wow, take a look at the situations that Clinton has already passed in the United States, and we don't have this in Brazil. Because for us, nothing ha not having this in Brazil, it's so common. But sometimes we just don't sympathize with the idea that people suffer with it like every year, and it tends to become something natural for you guys, you know? Right. And so you just Like anything, you, people can get used to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. Well, I am going to stop this recording down here because I am going to ask you a second question. In fact, a first question because you you wanted to record this one, this nice episode, and we've been, man, we've been talking here for how long? Where's I don't know, like 20 minutes. Whoa, But wow. yeah, I would like to at some point They try to, mm, I'll try to figure out how to adapt um, a lesson for virtual. And the best part is it's really low prep. Like I pulled that video out and uh, like I watched it once and was like, okay, I know what I want to do. And like, you'll just have, you'll just write down a few words that you want and then you You let the class kind of lead itself. It's great. Uh -huh, totally, totally. And we need to include Emily on this somehow, you know, because she she's going to take a part on that. Maybe, maybe, yeah, we could. I don't know that I want to do it tonight, tonight, though, because yeah. you already had something planned. Yeah, tonight it's what I talked. We are going to share the experiences about bad weather that you guys had. It's going to be the first topic that we're going to bring, but it can, it can evolve to anything else, you know, like all the other classes. We, we plan just a little of it. And then when we see we're talking about anything possible, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. So, Clinton Davis, I'm going to go right now, but I'll be back in a sec, okay? All right. Pretty good. Have a great one and see you next time, big bro. You too. See you later. Well, I hope you have enjoyed the talk for today. You can find us on Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and many other social medias. You just have to type VPFI forever, and there will be a lot of other content there for you. Have a great one. See you next time. VPFI forever.